0: this podcast is powered by the plug the
1: Check me out yeah. everybody, welcome to the Mile High Mentors podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Very, very excited to have you here no matter where you're listening to this podcast. Please, 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 please do not forget to subscribe, leave a review, give us your feedback. We are here to make this a great platform for you guys and bring you guys all the information and resources that we do. My name is Connor Doobie. I am your host each and every single episode. And when you're on social media, give us a shout. Uh, again, we 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 want to make this a great platform for you and we can't do that without your feedback. So, uh, by the way, quick question for you guys. Do you sell products or services business to business? You sell your products or services to another company. I would really recommend you check out our partners over at ActiveBlogs.com. You can check them out and they are putting on a webinar if you feel like you're not uh, you know, you probably realize LinkedIn is a great place to be marketing, branding, growing your business. And if you feel like you're not getting the full benefits of what LinkedIn has to offer, they are putting on a webinar. It's called The Missing Links to LinkedIn Success. You can check that out at activeblogs.com forward slash webinar. Again, activeblogs.com forward slash webinar, The Missing Links to LinkedIn Success. Okay, our guest today Mr. Nicholas Barely. I I Bare Barely. I hope I'm saying that right, brother. Uh he is actually he was out here. We got a quick window to meet with him from California. He's the CEO and founder of the billion dollar body which is a great organization. Recommend checking you out and him and his wife Amanda are a powerhouse couple. Not only that, just really genuine great human beings. Nicholas is really and he said it over and over um, in our podcast and also in the event that he spoke at that I attended right after he is there to serve people to to help people and when you meet with him it's very genuine it's true and you know that that's that he's going to change a lot of lives so I'm very excited about what him and his um, wife Amanda are doing and we talk about some really cool stuff I'm, I'm very excited to share his insights this this dude is wise beyond his years i've talked with a lot of entrepreneurs and nicholas is young but he is very very wise uh, um ahead of his years so without further ado please welcome nicholas to the mile high mentors podcast
0: dude here we are in denver yeah, dude, I'm so pumped to be here.
1: So, you guys flew in this morning? No, yesterday. <coughs> you flew in yesterday?
0: Yeah, so we did a dinner last night huh. with uh, Frankie's, I think, Mastermind is what he calls it. Yep. Inner Circle Mastermind. So that was fun. Yeah. And then did some more meetings today and did some stuff Frankie, went over his stuff, so.
1: Where'd you guys go eat at?
0: I don't even know what it's called. I had a poke bowl. Today, I ate at Protein Bar. Protein Bar is bomb. Yeah, it was fun. But also
1: you guys get like all there's probably so many restaurants like Protein Bar out in California. I mean oh yeah. All that stuff is brought over here to Denver pretty much.
0: That's exactly what I say. Yeah. I say that California sets the tone <coughs> for the entire US and everyone just picks and chooses what they want and they're behind uh-huh. by two to five years usually. Yeah.
1: East well East Coast and West Coast kind of shrink in. I was in New York earlier this what is, week. What, and what, is, what is the
0: East Coast? They got in?
1: they got some trendsetters. What? I mean, I couldn't think of anything. No, definitely not the health you movement. Got, you got
0: vans shoes that came from California that went out this way, right? You have like all the beach look and all that kind of stuff. Like uh-huh. no, no one thinks about the East Coast beach when they think of like the beach bum look. Uh huh. It's all like Southern California, like. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm kind of biased because I'm born and raised, so.
1: Yeah, so so you're born in, where were you born? I was in? born in San Diego, so I was okay. born
0: like uh, 20 minutes east of La Jolla, if you uh-huh. know.
1: And your wife, too?
0: My wife was born in Ohio. Oh, okay, yeah, Cornus, got it. Yeah, Ohio. So and how did you guys,
1: go? get like, meet?
0: So we met at a youth event, that's why I think events are so big, like mm-hmm. events tonight that we're at, is that if I didn't go to this youth event at 18 years old, my wife went there at 17 in Kansas City, we would have never met. So we wow. met at event uh, Usually events draw like people mm-hmm. And then from there uh, we got accepted in the same school Right after high school And we met inside of a Facebook group So really Facebook is what brought us together wow. Facebook group, she posted a Ferrari jet And said I want one of these And I was like what 17 year old ever would say that Right. And so I was like I friended her Sent her a message, was like hey this is so cool And we ended up looking at my pictures I had one picture of that event She was sitting right in front of me wow. 30,000 people
1: and you just them. so happened to be like in that Facebook oh, yeah. group, yeah. engaging. And, and so, we
0: didn't even know we met each other there, really. Like, we had uh-huh. no clue, legit. We like, got on a Skype. I didn't even have a camera at the time because this was so long ago. Right. It was like, eight years ago or whatever. <laughs> How and old are you now?
1: 26. You're 26, okay, yeah. cool.
0: We got married at 20 and 18. That's crazy. So we married man. six years and we spend like 12 to 16 hours a day minimum together. That's incredible. Day. Yeah.
1: How do you swing something like that? This, and I mean,. Um, let's, let's first take a step back, what is it that you do and um, how are you helping people right now?
0: got it so i have a men's community and I, I used to in the in the past like create products and services and sell them mm-hmm. i've always been pretty good at selling things since I what was do you a mean kid. by
1: that by creating products and service and selling them
0: so let's say you're a health guy and you're like cool i'm going to create a six-week challenge and i'm going to go find people and sell it mm-hmm. or i'm going to i'm going to be a carpet like a cleaner. training
1: program or something like that
0: yeah or a service like i owned a carpet cleaning restoration uh-huh. company i have a carpet cleaning service and now i'm going to go <laughs> sell it and find people that want to buy it the difference is instead finding the people that you want to serve, which is what I do now, a group of high-level businessmen that feel that it is their destiny to run businesses and want to do it without sacrificing their personal life. Mm-hmm. And so I have a community of men, a certain type of people that I'm serving, and through that now I'm trying to figure out what's the best thing I can do to push their life forward rather than I have this product, now who who needs it? Right. I have this service, who needs it? I'm like, my products and services morph based on their needs because I'm here to serve them more than I'm here to like have a product and service in mm-hmm. Help
1: them with their product and service more at a high level rather Absolutely. than the other way around. Yeah, yeah,
0: So with that, we have a high-level community of men. Our goal, our vision is to redefine what it means to be a businessman, mm-hmm. meaning that the dictionary definition of businessman Like, if you look it up right now, it will be shifted in a few decades, maybe less than a few decades, into my definition, and people will know what it means to be a businessman for my community. Right. Meaning that they'll be living a life that's worth modeling. Right now, Cash Me Outside Girls came out with a new CD, and there's, like, three (laughs) – there's straight-up three-year-olds, dude, that are, like, saying dropping F-bombs. And I'm like –
1: in Why? the cd or no, no, no. as on, a result on
0: instagram yeah it's like wow. like all these different instagram stories snapchat like three-year-olds right and it's
1: not wasn't it like from some jerry springer show or something it was the from dr round. phil dr phil okay yeah. got it
0: but think about this for a second has she ever told a three-year-old hey the key to success is to cuss at three years old no right she lived a life and the kids just modeling that life right so if i have Businessmen and I help them become more successful, have better relationships, have better mm-hmm. health. All of a sudden, with that influence, what's that going to create? More people to do the same exact thing. And the thing with our community is 50% of success is just showing up. Mm -hmm. it's like dude if you just Just show up dragging yourself when you don't want to do it people in the community it's like right you don't have to do it alone simple as that so that's our mission right now we do it through live events we do it through online platforms and i also have an incubator for businessmen my top 40 guys that all invested together we meet three times a year and i bring in my network to connect them with and really like try to grow those 40 people
1: Mm -hmm. that's awesome man so your like your family. Do you come from a family of entrepreneurs or salespeople? What's what's the background there?
0: Yeah, so I don't know. My grandpa uh, he retired at fifty five on ninety percent mm-hmm. pay, so he was just legit, and from there he was able to do whatever he wanted to. Right. But my uncle and my dad always have ran businesses. Uh-huh. So my uncle he ran like a huge like a uh, apparel company. And partnered with a bunch of other people. So they were always friends with business owners. And then my dad ran the carpet cleaning and restoration company still for 30 years. Wow. And he's still doing that yeah, That's awesome. I would say he was a business owner, not Mm -hmm. so much of an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur really builds businesses and and then from there has them run on their own. And is really outside of the business working Mm -hmm. on it, not necessarily in it. So I would say he was a business owner. Uh, but from that, it taught me a valuable lesson that if he had a weed, walk, a weed whacker and a lawnmower, my dad told me,
1: mm-hmm. that he
0: would never, ever go broke and he would never have to get a job. Right. And so at a young age, that's what I did. Twelve mm-hmm. years old, I was making like 250 bucks a week mm-hmm. to, with my own jobs and ended up having thousands of dollars in savings as a kid. That's and awesome. It was all because my dad taught me those things at the beginning. So my number one mentor for the first, like… I would say 18 years, maybe even longer. Even though I didn't even like my dad that much at the beginning, was my dad. Right. I learned so much from my father. It was the fact that my parents split up that I really had a problem.
1: Right. Interest. And when did that happen? What age were you when that happened? Four. You're four. Yeah. Yeah. No. That. Uh, I. And that totally resonates with me. Like my dad, <clears throat> he's an entrepreneur. Had his has had his um, agency for 18 years now. So you know, we never got along when I was younger too, which is fascinating to hear you say that. Now we're best friends, and yeah. we you know, it, I really cut my teeth on sales and found a huge passion for marketing through that. My parents are split up also, so I totally get where you're coming from. So yeah, yeah. Um, so your 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 dad, your uncle, those were influencers on you early on in the days. When did you feel you know? You're a genuine dude, and I follow you on Instagram, I Appreciate see your that. stuff, I listen to your podcast, um, you're a great guy, and where, when did you kind of build that self-awareness, was it very early on that you realized you wanted to help a lot of people, or did that kind of grow as you grew, and...
0: Yeah, I always felt like I was behind the eight ball, really, like... Do you, you still what... feel
1: that way, like you're behind, behind the curve?
0: Uh, for what I'm capable of, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I'm more focused on, like, I'm clear on where I'm going to the point where I'm able to act like that now. Like, Mm -hmm. I already feel like I know the beginning from the end. So when people want to diss me, or people want to do, like, say something about me, or if someone doesn't buy something from me, I just don't care. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, dude, I already know what's going to happen. I can see my exact steps forward, Mm -hmm. and I know what the end of the day is going to look like in 20 years. Right. And that's going to happen regardless of anyone else. And so for me, dude, I'm just like, pumped about it I'm like I already believe it's going to happen whether someone wants to join with me or not I'm like it's kind of like if you already know in 20 years what the end destination is going to be like yep which means that if someone doesn't want to connect with you you're like obviously you're not part of the mission uh-huh. no big deal but I already know what's going to happen right so with that type of vision I feel like that's really transformed my life and it's really giving me the confidence to do what I do today mm-hmm. uh, but I would say growing up I felt behind the eight ball in the way yeah. that everyone was always better than me at stuff maybe I was comparing myself to the best but it felt like they were more self aware. I feel very self-aware now mm-hmm. at least to an extent i have great mentors great people around me it's not a personal self-awareness i don't really believe in it i believe having counsel around you mm-hmm. really allows to, you to create know, that self-awareness yeah you could you sound. can be in delusion and think right. you're self-aware that's true but that's ask your friends true. if you're actually self-aware right and so having great mentors and friendships and my wife around me all the time i can kind of have someone check on me at all times and be like Hey, am I being a jerk? Am I off message? Am I doing mm-hmm. things correctly? Could I go harder? Whereas back in the day, I didn't feel like I had this. So I would say my self-awareness really started to come about when I was about 18 years old. I had a pretty life-transforming Uh, event occur I would say and then from that process going forward I became more and more self aware and then man I don't know like I've had many problems throughout my life and I feel like it's just been a constant journey of like Mm -hmm. bettering myself and as I've bettered myself and had mental shifts my business has grown my relationship has grown my investment in myself has grown it hasn't been tactics it's been always like that mindset shift which is why I do everything to get around good people which is why i flow out to Denver. Denver, Right Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
1: And so what happened? You said you had a life event happen. What what occurred?
0: Uh, so for me, it was like I never had gone to church before in my entire life. My dad mm-hmm. never went to church. My stepmom never went to church. And I don't talk about this tons, but uh, my stepmom went to church all the time, but my dad didn't. So meaning like I thought the guys were like stayed home and the women went to church. That's what I thought growing up. Right. I was so like didn't know anything about this whole world that people at my school were like, hey, are you Christian or Catholic? And I was like, I don't know. Like I have no clue. Uh, and I was like, which, which one's which? And they're like, well, Christians don't drink or do anything like that. And Catholics, like, they go to church, but they drink. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, well, then I'm Catholic. Because, <laughs> like, my dad was, like, always drinking tons. Like, right. I mean, my dad drank a lot. So uh, in that process, I was like, we must be Catholics. Like, no <laughs> so I'd never been to church or anything like that. And then I remember just, like, feeling like, man, there's got to be something bigger out here. at brought 18 years old I was like, I, at this point, I had lost 60 pounds. I had a six-pack. I was feeling like I was surfing every day and, like, I was pouring myself into activities Mm -hmm. and not really finding any fulfillment. And I was like, why am I here? Right. This sucks. So I just searched for, like, months and months and months and months. And I ended up meeting a friend named Spencer Robbins. I was actually in his wedding just a few weeks ago. We just got married. Nice. He was my best man at my wedding as well. And just the process we took together of, like, finding – purpose Mm -hmm. finding why we're on this planet and really figuring out like man is god real like is is god for us is he against us what is this like like is everything work together for good for us can we actually like are we actually created for a purpose i think this is really interesting this is just side note never talk about this like bring it out
1: man bring it out
0: we we're creating like artificial intelligence and like robots and things like that and we've been on earth for quite a while no matter what the debate is like thousands of years minimum right like like we already know we're in 2080 or 2018 AD, uh-huh. which means that it, we're at least 2000 plus those other BCs documented. Right. So let's just say document documentation-wise we've been on the earth for a while. We can make such amazing things. And I watched this weird YouTube or uh, Facebook video mm-hmm. that targeted me. It's basically these women dolls that these guys are buying that actually have like – computer brains uh-huh. and they learn to love you and they respond to you and all these different uh-huh. things really weird but people men have such a high suicide rate right now they're like right. building these dolls I don't know what they do with these dolls sex dolls well I'm not, I'm not even <laughs> sure but I'm sure they do uh, but from just the it's just so interesting to me but a like, sex doll
1: that can love you that's pretty interesting it's, inter- it's interesting love to you. see
0: what it will happen yeah. but what's even more interesting is that we've we're so smart mm. computers are so smart like, these Smart because so, of us, so complex, right? Yeah, but they're actually dumb as shit,
1: right? Like yeah, without fun. us, without the without the even, um, even, intelligence behind it. Yeah, even. And I've had this best discussion best. with someone else on the podcast before. Yeah, like artificial intelligence is just like it doesn't exist. We are artificial intelligence in a way. But you're yeah. going you're going around somewhere. I want to hear what your yeah, point so is. At with the that. end of
0: the day, I'm saying that uh-huh. even our best product of what we can create to try to mimic a human is still just like ridiculous siri is an example mm-hmm. siri if she messes up is something said wrong like it's just everything breaks down they don't have this like the ability to feel and say and respond and observe mm-hmm. all these crazy things at the same time that somehow we just like evolved from like just boom is here right and we could feel talk smell here and like consciousness and just feel all like have all this and respond and Mm -hmm. like think and have a million thoughts going at once whereas like the computer is just computing uh based on like what we program it to do so our best program is still so far off from an actual human Mm -hmm. it's just very interesting to me that somehow something random happened right i don't think it's random personally but to think that something random happened—we just randomly to give
1: us intelligence, like to, the yeah, ability to feel and process. This is so weird, is that chalked up to a religion? Then do you feel that's that's more of a religious aspect?
0: Uh, I would. I just for people, I think it's experiential is what people, mm-hmm. needs to happen. People talk about religion all the time. Right. Religion is a set of rules that people follow. Do I think they're good? Yeah. There's a lot of things that are good. Don't mm-hmm. kill people. Like, that's probably a good <laughs> thing as right? There's yeah. a lot of principles that are really good. But if it ends at principle, then absolutely not. Because mm-hmm. then there's no experience with anything. And without an experience, at this point, it's just talk. So I really think there has to be some type of experience that happens. And there's many people that have experiences. You probably YouTube, like, is God real? And people are like, you would never believe I drove off a cliff and I didn't die. And I had this experience. And, like, for them that was an experience. But to just be like, read this book, do this, because there's this set of rules that says it should be done. you're like, why? Mm -hmm. Like, has God told you that? And they're like, no, it's like the book. Dude, until you experience something, like, let me know. So Mm -hmm. I think it should be based off an experience and relationship, not off
1: of a religion even though right. i think they're still benefits. so for you yours was more of the fulfillment side of things Dude, total feeling, experience yeah uh, like all of a sudden in what way was like, there like one was there like one key experience that had happened that had occurred so you if you want to go down this road then sure bring it uh, might as well yeah it's We're very here. interesting
0: it's very, like i don't think i've ever i no, want no to talk about i want to talk about
1: stuff you've never talked about before so this will definitely be
0: stuff so yeah the true story is this uh i spent Seven months using Ouija boards, calling on demonic spirits, lighting candles, and staying up Monday through Sunday in my house during high school. I was a cool kid. I surfed every single week. I was popular uh-huh. in my high school. Like I was – like just like now, a cool guy. Right. But I was like I need to know if there's something else There's the our
1: self-awareness thing again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, I need to know if there's something bigger in the world and so right. I'm going to go figure it out. So at the time, the popular things were all the movies with, like, you know, people doing, like, demonic stuff or whatever you want to call it, like, the spirit calling and uh-huh. all this stuff. So I was like, let's do that. So let's put on a <laughs> bunch of scary movies. We'll light candles, turn off all the lights, and we'll start doing these things. Uh, and the craziest thing is, like, we had crazy experiences, and it really freaked me out and freaked other people out. Uh-huh. And at this point, I was like, cool, there's something bigger in the world, but I still feel, like, scared and, like, not very, like... Fulfilled Yeah Yeah. exactly So at this point I'm like looking For something different I went surfing With one kid His name is Kyle Berger Uh, I haven't talked to him In a very long time But I went surfing With him And something was Different about this kid Like just something Was different I kept pushing his buttons Kept trying to Get him to talk negatively Kept getting him To like do something Different He just He seemed different And like I don't know Just wasn't the same like wasn't as negative wasn't as rude And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is so weird so one day i'm feeling unfulfilled i just got done smoking with a friend and i'm like what am i doing in my life this sucks i'm a senior in high school at this point and i'm like i remember that how that kid made me feel kyle when i was mm-hmm. with him so i called him up i was like hey man what are you doing he's like i'm going to a small group i'm like i would never been to church before i didn't know what this thing was so i was like cool can i come and he knows me as the demon kid right so he's like, <laughs> he's like nah bro you, you won't want to go And I'm like, dude, you play the drums. He must be in a band or something. Uh So I'm like, small group must be like he's jamming out. Like, why can't I show up? So I'm like, dude, I'll be there. I'll see you there in a minute. So what's funny is the place I was trying to get him to go and meet me was the place he was going for this group. So I show up, and apparently a small group is where, like, kids come together outside of church to have a smaller group to talk about things they want to do. No clue at all. So I sit there silent the whole time, and these kids are hungry and passionate about this stuff. And I'm like dude this is pretty sick actually like I like these kids which is where I met Spencer Mm -hmm. my best man and all these things so they go dude sorry if we're scaring you if you feel uncomfortable and I'm like nah, dude like I call demons in my house all the time (laughs) they were like
1: what everyone's looking at you like you're crazy oh totally tripping. yeah that's so funny
0: so at the end of the day they were like hey if you come back we'll give you a bible I'm so illiterate this time that I don't know people give Bibles away for free. So I'm going to my school, and I'm like, listen, guys, I'm going to read the Bible cover to cover, and I'll let you know how it goes. Uh huh. And the whole week, I'm jazzed, dude. Like, I'm like, dude, I cannot wait to get my hands on this thing. Like, I'm pumped to see why do people read this over and over again? Like, w- books are normally, like, read, and then you read it. Like, it's the same words whether you read it twice or three times. But people read this thing every single freaking day, and I'm like, why? So I'm just like, I'm going to go on an exploratory thing and, like, figure it out. It wasn't like... I'm going to become this or become this. I was actually like pumped. I was telling my friends at school. I was like, they thought I was like crazy. They were like, dude, you're the demon kid. And now you're going to like grab the Bible. So Probably I show- thought
1: you were possessed. <laughs> you <Yeah, exactly. laughs> did. The demon kid they, like, they, they were too scared of my house. Right. Yeah.
0: So I ended up going back and they, they were like, Hey, here's a Bible. But like, do you want to experience this thing firsthand? Do you want to uh-huh. get to know Jesus? Do you want to do all this? And I was like, Hell yeah, dude! I was like, I didn't even know yet. I was like, I was like, fuck yeah, dude! Like this is sick. <laughs> so it was like, they were like, no, like you're not really supposed to say that. But like, whatever. So uh, I just felt different, dude. After that moment, I just felt like I had a different heart. It was really weird it was an experience, right? It wasn't like they told me what to do, how to live, anything like that. I was like, I want to live differently. I want to live. With you felt purpose. it, yeah, all dude. I totally felt mm-hmm. it. Ask my parents. And you went
1: to I this youth group as a result of this. I, finding I, just, I just
0: went there just religion. for, like, uh-huh. fun. It wasn't religion. It wasn't anything. It was just oh, like, okay. I was like, dude, these, this kid made me feel different. When I felt hopeless, that kid, like, I remembered how I felt when I was with him. Right. Something was different. He was so new to it. He didn't even want me to go. He was mm-hmm. embarrassed for me to show up because he was like, this is the demon kid. Like, I can't bring him here. Like, I'll look bad. So after that moment, dude, I just felt like this deep purpose. Do they still refer to you as the demon kid? No. Can't get No one <laughs> even knows, dude. I, I I let people know if they want to know. Like, it was a weird... Like moment, but I
1: got... We've all had weird times in our life. I mean, yeah, I think some of the the greatest of the greats have to go... You have to go through that dark period of discovery and just trying to figure things out. I mean, I went through a a weird, weird time. That's a whole whole nother separate conversation. Before I was finally... Like, when I was my most depressed and suicidal was when I knew I was not fulfilling my purpose and accomplishing what i yeah. knew i was in a bad relationship which i'm super excited about your talk tonight you know i think that's so important in our generation not to like totally shift topics but our generation is it's like um the relationships it's a it's a commodity now right yeah. in a lot of ways love it's a commodity mm-hmm. in a lot of ways so, how do you guys overcome that? I mean, you have a, a really strong bond. You said you spend 12 to 18 hours a day yeah. together.
0: I mean, technically and, longer, but some of that we sleep. Yeah. So, it's like, ah, oh, we're together, actually. We're in but the you can't
1: night. butt heads when you're sleeping, at least. Yeah, so. I mean, maybe not mentally, unless you're knocking each other's heads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So... I guess we just don't look at the world for an example. If I look at the world for an example, I'm gonna get what the world's got, but ninety seven right. percent of people at the age of sixty five are either dead or dead broke, relying on their friends, family, and government for their main source of income. Mm-hmm. Which means ninety seven percent I don't I absolutely want nothing, like I don't want a life anything like them. Right. So I don't model that. I look at people that I wanna model or different relationships that I wanna have. And so I guess we really dreamed up like what we want our life and relationship to be like. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like the first step of having a great relationship because things are going to be hard even if you have to work hard it's hard like if you're working all the time and your wife doesn't know why or your girlfriend doesn't know why then all of a sudden she's gonna be frustrated because she's like why do you always spend time apart from me Mm -hmm. whereas if you have a vision and you're like this is our vision we're trying to accomplish this by this time then when you're working hard they're like your wife or your girlfriend or whoever it is is like pumped because she understands why you're doing it i think that that communication of why is just way overlooked and people just want people to understand them without communicating. Mm. But I still haven't found out how to read minds. I know they're actually trying to figure it out, but, like, I, ho- I hope they don't figure it
1: out. Uh, I, honestly, I think that we will. In our, gener- in our lifetime, we're going to be able to, like, look at each other and be like, I know what that guy's thinking.
0: Oh, yeah. That would suck. But, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. So what's the number one thing you guys disagree on Butt heads on?
0: I don't know if there's a number one thing, to be honest. What are the biggest... Just I mean, big things. Yeah,
1: what are the biggest things that you I'm super m- aggressive.
0: Yeah. So, like, I would say that's the biggest thing. I make super fast decisions. I always need to solve problems. Mm-hmm. And so, like, those are the big things. And this is common with guys and girls as well. Like, women love to be heard, and men love to solve problems. So the mm-hmm. problem is women want to tell you about their problems just for you to listen to them. And we're wired to solve them, which makes them feel like they're not cared for at all. Right. So I'd say my biggest thing is, like, I, I'm so, like aggressive in the way that i communicate that i can come off as like super angry or mad and it's mm-hmm. part of my personality like a d personality on the disc test or like a red personality on whatever other test yep it's like we're motivated by anger that like our passion sounds like anger mm-hmm. so other people are like you're mad you're like no i'm fired up like i'm pumped about this like i want to solve this problem I'm so excited about it right and Amanda's like no like this isn't what i want right now so There's just little tiny things that we butt heads about. And a lot of it's me, like, just being super aggressive. Like, we have a goal. Like, I'm all ramped up with what we're doing. And Mm -hmm. then it ends up just coming across as angry. And I'm like, oh, like, I'm not angry. It's just, like, I'm so passionate about finding out this answer or this problem or whatever. So uh, with her together, we'd be able to go back and forth on actual problems that we have. But the big thing is we just communicate through it. If we're having Mm -hmm. a conflict, which doesn't always have to be with actual, like, something that happened you've had you've seen conflicts that happen and you're like what did i do right and they're just like mad about something else the big thing is this like we take 100% responsibility for our own emotions meaning that i can't change her and she can't change me we don't sit there and try to mm-hmm. we first take 100% responsibility take ownership for, for our it. own emotions right and then we come together and we communicate on it yeah and i'm not sitting there trying to fix her she's not sitting there trying to fix me and trying to please me or anything like that
1: yeah that's an interesting point too and i hear a lot of High level um, people talk about this too. Is that yeah. the only thing you can control is your own emotions for the most part? Tried in a relationship. People are most always of them are
0: like trying to like buy something for my wife. I'm gonna buy her flowers. I'm gonna do this. Right, I'm do this, trying to make her feel better. Uh huh. And during that process, it's more like
1: you got to make yourself feel better. You got to take care of yourself first. You got to be selfish first. Yeah, then you can get. You're the one that gets that hurt. Point.
0: I just had an email come in yesterday, and he goes, hey, here's a little coaching. Uh, You should be a little bit more careful on your subject lines not to, like, be too aggressive with them because, Mm -hmm. like, I get you want people to open your email, but it can turn people away. And I go, listen, dude, I appreciate it, but if that thing – if my subject line in my email made your stomach drop, it's based on your past experiences and things that have happened to you and your perception of what just happened. I can't change that. The only thing I can control is me. I can't control the way you react to what I do. Right. End of story. Like, right. I'm sorry. 100%. But I just can't, like, if you got punched in the face and I went to go shake your hand and you flinch and you're like, bro, don't ever put your hand <laughs> towards me again. I'm like, no, you're the one that got punched in the face and you still struggle with that. Mm-hmm. I apologize. I'll stop. I won't do it. But know that, like, you're the one who's flinching because of your past experience. Whereas a kid, I can... Put my hand in his face. Long as it's never been hit before, he doesn't know what it's like. He won't flinch. Neither right. will a dog. A dog that gets hit, you go to pet it, and it's like, like shrinks back. You're right. Like, this dog's obviously been hit before, and now because of that, it's reaction. Every time that happens, until it's changed and reprogrammed, will be that same with humans. I see it every day. Right.
1: It's awesome. I mean, it's really fascinating. Yeah. So, what's your guys' big? big thing um talk about billion dollar body a little bit first because i think yeah. that's pretty important
0: so we and i
1: had to wear my billionaire shirt just know, billionaire in the making just for you I actually I this isn't gc's shirt is it. i found it on uh amazon
0: did someone knock for, it off then
1: probably yeah that's what happens but <laughs> you did he like trademark billionaire in the making
0: uh, i don't know i don't know how that whole thing works oh i don't know i used to sell shirts that said how bad do i want it and I totally stole the design offline, and I printed them on my own and sold them. Yeah. Charged them on credit and then took all of it as profit.
1: Uh-huh. There, were, I, There's I not a lot money. of them. Really? But I was sitting there someday. I'm like, I, I need something to just keep me, ja- like, just jacked, just going forward. Yeah. I need a billionaire in the making shirt, because being a millionaire is just not cool anymore, bro. It's, it's not.
0: not. <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's just not cool at Billionaire all, is, the,
1: is the new... Because... because People are capable of it, but they limit themselves once they hit that. Four
0: minute miles isn't cool anymore either. Uh, Yeah. High schoolers do four minute miles, so like you're just a high schooler now. Whereas back in the day, it was like you were the fastest runner in the world. Uh huh. So for BDB, man, we're just going big. Like we want the top business leaders. We want leaders of leaders. I don't want followers. Mm -hmm. Followers look at what everyone else does and then does that. Right. Leaders lead by example. They do it. And without anyone else having to do it first, so they set the tone. I want the leaders of leaders in our community. They're going to make the biggest impact, and they want to show up for themselves. Mm. They're not showing up to my community because they follow me. They're not a follower. They're a leader. With that, we also want to attract world leaders. So the goal for BDB is that we'll have the highest level of men's community on the planet, mm. which is already obvious is going to happen, and that's why people a lot of times people join our community just for that.
1: Is it like a, like when you say community? I think of like mastermind and yeah. what does that mean? Is that what that is pretty much? much?
0: yeah resources as well everyone's got their own separate business right because everyone has the same core goals we create three-dimensional businessmen Mm -hmm. three-dimensional businessmen prosper in health business and relationships and we have a proprietary system for all those things to prosper on a daily routine and then on top of that we have a three-dimensional business which is a vision and mission that's bigger than a product or service i haven't talked about one product or service Mm -hmm. I've talked about the mission And the vision that's bigger than that And everyone's going to be like dude I know they're going to do that I can hear it from the sound of his voice and I want to be a part of that Where do I sign up It's like do you even know what you're getting No which means that all I have to do is keep that strong vision to keep them involved with the company. Mm -hmm. They don't have to care about the product or service. They know that it's going to be good when they show up. And if it's not, then they'll leave. But our products and services are great. Mm -hmm. From there, a product or service that solves a need or a problem in the world, meaning that you can't get away with being a McDonald's in our company. You cannot be in our community without a product or service that solves a need or a problem. So if McDonald's is adding to a problem, end of story, and they're covering it up with Ronald McDonald House, right? Like, they're giving back.
1: Oh, yeah, like their charity that they do?
0: Absolutely. It's like the mob that <laughs> gives yeah. money. Like, great yeah. job. You're not a part of our community. The last one's a way to give because right. more blesses is the man that gives than receives. Mm-hmm. So with that, we're on a mission to create more three-dimensional businessmen, equip them to have more success in their business than ever before. To
1: redefine business person or do, business to redefine man. what it yeah. means
0: because right now you just have to have a business. Mm-hmm. It's not a lifestyle Billion dollar body is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's that you are the number one asset. That's why you have a billion dollar body. You you treat your your body menti- mentally, physically, mm-hmm. spiritually, and emotionally as the number one focus. And then from there, the billion dollar body, we're creating a billion dollar net worth in the community. Mm-hmm. So the only way we can do this is by helping our guys make a lot more money. So they're like, I'm down because like that's the only way we can do it. Right. And body also means group. So instead oh, of like looking at like a community or a mastermind, <clears throat> we look at it as a person. Instead of doing things all on our own, we're mm-hmm. building a community that builds one massive person. We are one body. Right. One person, and together we will have a billion-dollar net worth, and then from there we will be able to have more influence than any other community on the planet. Why? Because Bill Gates right now could give everyone in the world 80 bucks.
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: What does that do? I spent more than 80 bucks today. Right. Thanks. Now you're broke. But if I could get everyone in America to give me 500 bucks, I'd be, like, more rich than he is. Mm-hmm. Just shows the power of numbers. Everyone in America could contribute 500 Mm bucks. They'd sell a car. They could sell the wheels. They could sell whatever. They could not eat for two months, right, and fast, right? So you can live off no food, right? Give 500 bucks, and all of a sudden, I'd be able to rack up just as much money. So there's power in numbers. Uh I'm creating the numbers, and I'm also creating the empowerment for these guys to do that. And the women love it because uh the women now have leaders back in the household men that are leading that have vision right, right? Pe- men always want women to submit right like back in the day it's like submission and like women were less than but submission is actually like contributing to a mission meaning the woman is there to help fulfill the mission that you have mm-hmm. most men in the world don't have a mission so why would they ever expect most women are yeah. having to lead because well look at men the men times I mean
1: what you're saying right now and I don't even want to say it's controversial is that yeah. is that's a, that's a weird thing right? I hope so right that um you know the men having the mission like men need to kind of back up you know i posted this this is you're gonna get a laugh at this i posted a snap of our last dem group um denver elite men anyone listening yeah and i got responses on snapchat like that's racist that or that's not racist racist yeah they're like that's sexist like um, I suppose I was like, why, you know, why aren't you here at DM DM or whatever? And people are hitting me up like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know, like, I was supposed to join this sexist men's group and stuff like that. It's like, really? So if there was a group, a community of, of women that were supporting one another and building a net worth with each other doing what you're doing, you know, billion dollar body for women
0: yeah we actually own billion
1: dollar babes as
0: well cool billion dollar
1: babes there you go yeah would that be sexist
0: Nah, it's like it's the whole thing is about supporting each other women can talk about periods better than men and women can talk about periods men Mm -hmm. will never understand a period on an actual physical level right a man will hopefully never have a period I have and four
1: so, sisters and two moms split. Got it. I mean, so you've not you've, like two moms like you've dealt together with plenty moms, of
0: them. So you experienced <laughs> it from right. watching, right? But then there's another thing to experience it through having it. Right. I don't think it's even bad for uh, someone in the military that's uh, an amputee mm-hmm. to have a group that's only for that. That's a support group that only they sit there and talk to each other. And they could bring people, in. we bring women in to speak to our community. Right. And that's. But they've they've actually gone through it. This is why mine's only businessmen. If you don't have a business, you probably should not be in my community unless you are planning to. Mm -hmm. So now what? Now I'm dividing the men as well. Because I'm like, yeah, you don't understand what it's like to be a businessman and head mm-hmm. of a relationship. What it's like to be a businessman and go to the gym and, and eat healthy and do all these different things. To have stresses on your world every single day. You don't just clock in and clock out. Mm-hmm. And you know exactly how that feels. You're thinking about this stuff all day. Mm-hmm. Because you don't know exactly what it's going to take to get you from A to B. So you're like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Right. Which means at the gym, you're thinking about calling people. At the gym, you're thinking about texting people. When you're talking to your girlfriend or talking to your wife, you're thinking about work. And, like, that's yep. a different world that than vision. the guy who just freaking works all day and clocks out and it's like, Friday, like, I'm so pumped. And then Sunday comes around they're so depressed. And, like, uh-huh. it's a whole different world. And I believe the more we can, like, support each other in those areas, like, there's just nothing wrong with that. Unless I- – until people stop wasting their time on just worthless crap, that's, like, the time. True. But if you're spending 30 minutes on the freaking toilet scrolling through Facebook when you could be having a men's group connection. uh uh-huh then that, that should be – that's a higher priority. Like that's like more – that to me is more frustrating. People that waste all their time and don't make a contribution to the world mm-hmm. and all they talk about is all these other people that are doing it wrong, that's what we should be attacking. Not the people that are out there actually trying to do
1: something. And how how would somebody who is stuck on the toilet scrolling through Facebook at this point in their life, yep. stuck on the couch, yep. they're eating like shit, yep. how – What's the first step that they can make yeah, to enter that transition? to a community. Community.
0: Dude, community, literally you adapt to the environment you're in. Mm-hmm. There's even a story of lions that I may even tell tonight. There's lions in Africa, and maybe mm-hmm. Frankie's stolen it from you, who knows? <laughs> um, but there's lions in Africa, and I stole it from someone else. Yeah. The normal lion in Africa is about 400 pounds. But there's a a pride of lions that moved in Africa to a place called the Congo, which is like the third biggest rainforest and has tons of hippos, which are the number one predator in Africa. Right. The meanest things. Right. Because of this environment that these lions are in, because of the pressure and because of this group that they have and this strong pride, Mm -hmm. they're 150 pounds heavier now. I think I've heard about this before. They swim, climb trees, and they all hunt hippos the only pride of lions that actually hunts and eats hippos uh-huh. why because the environment that they're in the pressure has caused them to adapt demands to the upon that yeah Absolutely. yeah and that's the so same thing i'm
1: i'm glad to hear you say that and that's part of why i wanted to do this podcast too is helping people feel the confidence to reach up and yep. find that person find that group find that just even that one mentor that is doing bigger things than they are i do it all the time it's so easy to look at someone who's more successful than you, you're sitting down with Jay Abraham and be like, "Wow, I, I can't get myself around that guy. Like, that's that's crazy." Yeah. Um, and then you actually go and do it, right? So
0: yeah, I just don't think that way though. Right. Because right. now I'm looking at me twenty years in the future. <coughs> twenty years in the future, will I be able to sit next to Jay? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So what do I do today? Sit next to Jay. Right. Am I nervous about DEM on a conceptual level? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, I'm nervous and like I'm going to go speak and like I don't have anything planned, nothing like that because like I don't even know how the event was rained until today. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sorry uh, for uh,
1: (laughs) but – We're we're vetting it all out now, so it's good. Flesh out all the bugs beforehand.
0: But ultimately, if I think about where I'm at today, I'll be nervous about everything I do. Because every day I'm doing something new that I've never done before to get to where I've never been before. Mm-hmm. If you only do what you know today, you'll never get to where you want to be because you'll only be able to stay where you're at. Where you want to be is going to be hard because it's someplace you've never done. And if you've already been there before, you already have the success. So with that, I look at where I'm going to be. And being so emotionally connected, that I could see it right now. I could see myself, where I'm going to be right now in my mind's mm-hmm. eye, 20 years from now, how I'm going to sit there overlooking the cliff and the ocean, what it's going to feel like fulfillment-wise, what I'm going to accomplish, and if I stole that guy and brought him to right here, how would I act, talk, and how would I go into that event? And I wouldn't give a crap. Right. I would go there and serve them as best as humanly possible, and afterwards... Really and what, do you, what do you
1: see? You've mentioned that a couple of times. Like, what is that vision? Can you can you spell it out verbally?
0: Yeah, so I, I need to do this again uh, to see if I can try to get more of it. But basically what I do is I, I did this one time, and I've just held on to the same vision the entire time. Mm-hmm. I laid on my carpet in my house with Amanda for 10 minutes. We turned on music, and we just sat there and let our minds drift into the future. What life's going to be like? Are we going to have flying cars and all this crap? No one gives a crap about your stuff. What are you going to feel like? What's your confidence going to be like? What are you going to accomplish? Like, What's life going to feel like and look like internally? Because that's what matters. And I picture myself on this yacht, in the front of the yacht, looking over the ocean. I'm sitting there, like, feeling this deep sense of satisfaction and fulfillment. Like, wow. Like, there's that feeling of awe. Mm -hmm. And on the the yacht is all my family. I have a stepmom, stepdad, mom, dad, grandmas, grandpas, mother-in-law, father-in-law. Like, I have so many freaking family members, it's stupid. And I think of all of them being on the ship because they never spend time together. They're stuck on the ship because we're not on land. And they're also on the ship together because it's so magnificent that they would get on it because they've never experienced anything like it before. And so that thought to me and that feeling that I have – because that's the key. You can picture things, put them on a vision board mm-hmm. all day, put it on your slide deck, listen to the music. It's more about feeling it. Dude, feeling it's anything. the only thing that matters. Right. Because if I can feel it, then it's real. Because like, think about it. Like, what? Literally sitting there and craving ice cream gets you to take action and get it. Like you could sit there and crave it And you can feel it And you're like Oh this is so good mm-hmm. Then actually the craving Is better than the ice cream sometimes Right The craving of sex Right Like the oh my gosh Like the lust for it You're like uh-huh. Oh my gosh like I need this right now Right That almost can be more overwhelming And intense Than the actual act of it Right So with that That experience is so real That it is real mm-hmm. Like right now I could think of a lemon Think of a lemon If you're listening to this right now And just think of it in your mouth Just like like squirting in your mouth This lemon And your mouth starts to water
1: mm-hmm.
0: There's nothing there There's a physical reaction that happens when you think about it and you feel it. And if you can do that, then all of a sudden you're tied to it. That's the reason I can think of it and go back to that moment. It's like a memory, but it's in the future. Right. And so I've noticed the most successful people in the world have live out of memory basically. Like I know where I'm at Uh and so I know the beginning from the end. So now I'm here. It's kind of
1: reverse engineering from the end point pretty much. If you threw me back in
0: my six-year-old body right now, I'd crush it. Right. Now I'm kind of doing the same thing From mm-hmm. For my 46 year old body. I'm throwing myself in my 26 year old body, right? And I'm gonna crush it, right? Like that's that's my thought through it.
1: That's awesome, man. That's incredible. Yeah, that's that's a really unique way of thinking about that, and I think that um, that's very rare to have a mindset where you can actually like pr- put those feelings into place. And I think I maybe um, I feel like I could do that kind of subconsciously, but you just perfectly verbalized that.
0: Everyone should do it, too. Like, you have to sit there and let your mind wander. Yeah. Find that moment that's so sweet that it's like an obsession. Mm-hmm. I've had many times I've had obsession. That's my wife. I We first got married. I got into coffee. I bought a $3,400 espresso machine. <clears throat> got so obsessed. I stayed up every night.
1: You do bulletproof coffee, right?
0: I do bulletproof a lot of times. But uh-huh. This was just like an actual espresso machine. Yeah, like, yeah. Full on. So I got so obsessed with it that I stayed up every night reading articles, learning everything about it. I paid a cafe to teach me how to make coffee. I didn't even work there. I paid them to work in their cafe, basically. And I learned how to do it until I got so obsessed I spent every dime I had on it. And then I got obsessed with motocross again. And Mm -hmm. I spent nine months, I watched five hours of film every day. Became so obsessed until I got the bike and went after it. Mm -hmm. I became so obsessed with golf. I golfed every single day I, I hit, at least hit a bucket of balls every day for an entire year. I played golf three to four times a week with a professional every single week because it, I became so obsessed. I went from shooting 120 to in the 70s. I once shot two under par on a, a, in nine holes. So that was my best like, front nine or back nine, both of them. Ne- negative two, which is just crazy, in one year. Why? Because I became so obsessed with that feeling. Mm-hmm. I could see it, I could feel it, I became so obsessed with it that it had to happen. And that's what I look at with my future. It's like, how can I emotionalize something? If a car isn't doing it, then find something else. Mm -hmm. But if a car's doing it, then fine. Like, obsess over that some much until you get it. Like, and it will happen so quick. But so many people go through life with this, like, lull of, like, here's the things I want, but I don't really want them that bad. Mm. Like, it's not really that bad. And that's just crazy to me. Like, I'm always looking for that, like... What's that thing that I want so bad that I become so obsessed that every single night I go to bed like that?
1: That's probably the biggest challenge. I mean how how would you suggest people really find that obsession? That's probably the biggest thing is people know they want an obsession but they're just like kind of half-assed in and out of life. Where do they find that obsession? How do they capture that the way that you – I feel like there's
0: a lot of different ways. I love community. This Mm -hmm. is like one of the biggest things for me is that – Every single musician always learns how to play an instrument from someone else and plays other people's chords, other people's music, other people's like, um, like ladders, every single thing is someone else's. And then after they get really good, they're like, they start to know their genre they like. And then once they know their genre, they start thinking, like, maybe I'll write some of my own music. But first, it all comes from, like, what are they gravitated towards? What's type right. of life? Like, who do you know that has life that you want? Mm. Gravitate towards that. Get around those people. Whether
1: it's selling rocks by the highway and, and being the best matter. damn person at it or being a, you know, multi-billionaire entrepreneur. Yeah. Who right? has the life that surround you want Surround yourself living yeah.
0: it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, similar with the music. If you love guitar, you're not going to go, well, I'm going to go surround myself with people that play the flute. Mm-hmm. You're like, no, I'm going to surround myself with people that are good at guitar. And then you're like, dude, I love acoustics. And then you're like, I'm going to join the acoustic group. And you're like, but I like classical the most. Mm -hmm. So you start playing classical. And then you're like, I'm going to write classical music. And that all of a sudden becomes yours. At this point, you've played everyone else's music. You have other people's visions. I first adopted everyone else's. What cars do other people like? What houses do other people like? How many people do other people want to help? What does their goals look like for the year? I still do. My, my mentor, Cole Hatter, was like, my goal isn't to have New Year's resolutions. My goal is to get around better people this year, mm-hmm. to surround myself with better people. I was like, that's good. Yeah. I wrote it on mine. I was like, I can feel that. I'm going to play that music. I'm going to play that song. I love that song. It sounds good. I'm going to play that song until I come up with my own that's better. But until then, I'm going to model it. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get around those people. And I invest tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars a year mm-hmm. to get around good people. And so I don't just think about it and dream about it. I actually go out there and I do things physically to declare it. Tony Robbins says, "Take uh, make decisions while you're in state. Meaning, when you're in state, do something that's going to get you committed to following through. Right. A lot of times for me, that's like a monetary investment. Mm-hmm. Deciding, like, I'm going to be a part of this group. And that's what DEM, they have a, a mastermind. And people can pay to be a part of it. Right. That payment gets them to show up, even when life sucks the uh-huh. next week. So you pay while you're in state when you're pumped. Make that declaration. Then from there, you 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 stick with it. And then if you stick with it, you get results. And those results give you feeling. Yeah. So many people quit before they get the feeling.
1: I'm gonna wrap it up. That we're gonna start wrapping up here, man, because I want to give you enough time to go network with these Denver elite men. But dude, thank you so much for coming on and um. First off, podcasts, how can people find your podcast and how can people get into contact with you?
0: Yeah, Nicholas Bailey on Instagram is the best. Like I show stories, mm-hmm. like uh, I'm always showing like behind the scenes on our life and it's where I'm always active and it's really where I'm putting a lot of my focus. Yeah. Outside of that, the Billion Dollar Body Podcast is a great way to connect. And for any men out there, uh, In general, I think Instagram will be the best place. Like, I'll be able to shoot them from there, yeah. Uh Let me know what you like. Like, I get messages on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and email every single day from shows. You're on every
1: social platform, I'm sure, right? Every
0: social platform. But to get the most value for anyone who's listening right now is going to be on Instagram. That's where I'm going to be dropping the most fire. And we have a private Facebook group, but I'll tell them about that after the... uh, after Instagram
1: cool and then so get in contact with you on social and what's your podcast again
0: the billion dollar body
1: billion dollar body you're on all podcast platforms
0: yeah I'm on uh the iHeartRadio mm-hmm. iTunes Stitcher Spotify like pretty much all oh
1: I way. need to ask you about Spotify there's no clear submission there just
0: message us we'll tell you how to do it alright
1: we'll figure it out later Done. thank you so much for coming on brother yeah, really nothing. appreciate, it. appreciate guys, it guys thank you for tuning in make sure you subscribe and we'll chat with you next time